Hi everyone, and welcome to another edition of Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. Today we're excited to be joined by Tim McEwen, Managing Director of Talent Development and Advisory for Sheffield Haworth. Today, Mr. McEwen joins us to discuss a new topic to our Talent Talks show, followership. Tim, welcome to the show. Rob, great to be here. Thanks very much for having me. My pleasure. Let's let's jump right in. And, and before we get to followership, the first thing I, I think we should discuss is, have you noticed any leadership changes during COVID-19? Anything that sticks out? Yeah, it's a great question, Robin. And, and absolutely, I, I have. And I think, you know, it's it's all too easy to say, but I think there's been a real need for leaders to to kind of step up and and it's too easy a phrase to use that but what do i mean by step up i think they mean step up and lead rather than manage a series of tasks which i think everybody probably did pre-code and that's too easy to do when you're in the office and i think it's about recognizing that it's not all about the the leader yeah i, I think it is actually about the follower the person that gets the task done but we don't really focus on the followers and we need to be talking about followership more well to that end why don't we talk about followership yeah i i think it's yeah, it's a great thing to do but it's not talked about very often i think that's the point and it's not talked about very often but because i think we're obsessed with leadership um we strive to be leaders yeah we we try to climb the greasy corporate pole in order to become you know the leaders that we can be and leadership's to be blunt, leadership sexy, yeah? Um, it's what we all want to do. Um, and let's face it, being referred to as a follower, well, that's not particularly sexy. Um, and that doesn't get you in the front of Forbes magazine or the front of the Wall Street Journal or the Financial Times. And you certainly don't go to Harvard or Cambridge University to and take an MBA to become a, to become a, a business follower. Um, so everything's about, everything's about leadership, basically. Well, you've kind of addressed this to an extent, but I'll follow up this way. Why is followership so important? Because I think I think followership is the lifeblood of of organizations. I, I think it's actually what makes organizations work. Um, all the leadership books out there tell you how to be a great leader, leader, but really what they're talking about is how to create a culture and an environment where you can have great people who are willing to get on the journey with you, get on the bus with you and follow you to wherever it is that, that you, that you're planning on taking them, but they come with you as willing participants in this journey. Yeah. Um, but let's face it, who gets the work done around here? It's the followers with the guidance and the direction given by the leaders. But I think that's also potentially a false distinction because of course, we're all followers and we're leaders at different times of the same day, perhaps even within five minutes of one another. So often we're playing both roles. What's the role of the leader in all of this then? Well, that's, I mean, that's quite simple. It's a simple thing to say, but it's the leader's role is to create a culture where effective followership can thrive. It's as simple as that. Your job is to create the environment where great people can do great stuff. So you you say effective, and I, I want to come back to that. What do you mean by effective? Uh, okay, yeah. It's, 
So it's it's important to like define terms. I mean, we probably all know what an ineffective follower looks like, right? You know, it's that person that you know they're not going to be the ones that are going to be great, get stuff done particularly quickly. They're the sort of ones that perhaps are grumbling or whatever. And there's probably a reason for that. There's because behavior doesn't just sort of sit in isolation. So there'll be a reason for it, but we probably know what ineffective looks like. And often ineffect, ineffective behavior is nuanced by motivation, yeah? Some people actively seek to hide inside an organization. They don't want to put their head above the parapet. Their whole purpose in life is to kind of survive change. Um, some are actively, to be blunt, really cross, really pissed off with the organization, and they don't care who knows it. Yeah, so they're going to be so perhaps they're the vocal ones, but equally there are some ineffective, and I'm talking about ineffective sort of behaviors here. There are some people who are perhaps ineffective, not because they're hopeless, but because they they could they could be really brilliant and really effective. They just perhaps haven't had the light bulb turned on in their head as to how they might be able to get there. So, so it's it's so there is a lot of potential in there. And unfortunately, these sort of ineffective behaviors create what I sometimes refer to as the kind of organizational treacle or the permafrost. I like treacle because it's like you have to wade through it. It's just hard work getting anything done around here. Oh, you know, it's just you feel weighed down by it. Of course, the best ones are the effective ones. Yeah, the, the effective followers. And we also know what that looks like. Yeah, they're the people who are willing to challenge they're willing to work independently. They know their limitations, but they want to develop. They want to grow. They, they don't see leaders as bosses. They see leaders as fellow travelers yeah, on, on and someone to learn from. And it's really dynamic. And the role of the leader is just to come back to your previous question. In all of this is to create the conditions for all of that to, to really, really thrive. Um, but it does all come down to what the leader creates if you create an environment for that sort of effective challenge and dynamism to thrive if you create the condition for something other than that guess what that's what will happen um so yeah it's um it's really good and different people respond to different styles i think that's fair well of course yeah of course they do and and this is one of the absolutely critical leadership capabilities here is to understand your people yeah know the right buttons to press uh, to motivate them. Because Rob, what motivates you might be very different to what motivates me. Um, and if we were both being led by the same person, then I would really want that leader to know which one, which buttons to press for you and which buttons to press for me, because it is not a one size fits all. That's sort of a tip in and of itself. What other tips can you give to leaders to create effective followers? Sure. Well, well, first, I suppose the first thing to say is that um, having a team full of effective followers sounds really, really exciting, and and it's what everybody wants. No one wants a team full of organisational treacle. Yeah, they want a team full of full of dynamic, challenging, go-getting people. But my advice here is buckle up. Yeah, <laughs> buckle up for the ride because that is exciting. So I I, I remember. Um, giving this talk uh, at a conference, uh, a keynote conference speech in the US. And someone came up to me afterwards and said, look, do you know what? I sometimes really want my team just to be, not to be effective followers, but to be a bit sheep-like, just to kind of do what they're told, not to challenge me, just to go through the status quo. 
and I and I and I knew what he was saying here because in essence he was giving his team a real compliment because he was saying my team are always challenging me they always pushing me they're always you know pushing the boundaries and and I just wish they would just sometimes just get on and do their stuff <laughs> now it's a, it's a reverse compliment isn't it yeah because so actually he he doesn't want he doesn't want a team full of people that just come in tick the box and leave again he what he really wants is some challenge and all the rest of it but it's hard work but the exciting thing is the exciting thing about having a team full of people like like this is that they will also do your work they'll do your tactical work yeah they'll they'll do what you, often people can assume is their day job yeah the effective followers will just nail that so what does that do for you as the leader it gives you so much headspace to be thinking one step two steps ahead you know as leaders we're paid to be thinking more strategically more broadly but we can't do that because we get sucked into the weeds by the minutiae well if you've got great people dealing with all of that you don't need to worry anymore you can step up and and thrive and be the leader that you're that you want to be and you can be and let's face it that you're probably paid to be um so buckle up it's an exciting ride i think is first one the, the the second top tip for for me is that is to recognize that the role of the leader is to provide everything that the the led need everything that the followers need my own, my own background is is from the from the military i was in the as in the british army for 10 years and uh, i trained at the military academy at sandhurst and the motto of the military academy sandhurst is um serve to lead and what that basically means is that you as the leader are there to serve your people with everything they need to do the job for you and that ranges from you know the right equipment uh the right information um you know three square meals a day um and clothes a uniform yeah and everything that that person needs but more importantly you you're there to provide them with a purpose a reason for getting out of bed in the morning yeah a clarity of direction you know understanding and boundaries you're there to create all of these things for them so you are as their leader uh ultimately their servant um which is kind of a you know you know the other way the other way around of looking at it um and and so i think therefore leaders are required to empower and it's an easily used word it's an overly used word and i think people don't explore what do we really mean by empowerment but we do it properly yeah uh and of course the flip side is that our followers need to understand what being empowered means and to buy into it and to do it properly um so i i'd also add to this stretch people yeah um people can do more than they think they can do but there's also a panic point that people have and if you know your people you'll know it and then finally i'd say you know be confident not to be a boss be confident mm-hmm. to be a guide mm-hmm. be a mentor be a coach and you know what if you're that the rest will happen great stuff will happen from that wow the, the, i didn't want to interrupt him great answer of course and the minute he brought up yeah, his sorry mil- i went off no no there. the minute you brought up your military history i sat rigid in the chair so understand uh, tim how can leaders create the conditions for followership to thrive okay so 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 ultimately this comes down to culture this comes down to culture and, and i think what i've noticed in the in the pandemic I, just to 
just to give one little anecdote here, I was working with some some leaders in a in a wealth management business, um, and this person said to me, "Do you know what?" He said, "What I've really noticed is two things." He said, "Trust and pride." And I said, well, "Okay, tell me tell me about that." He said, first of all, I've had to trust my people to get on with things," and he said, "I've always." trust them i've never not trusted them because that's quite an emotive thing to say i've always trusted them but but i've i've really had to stretch that for myself he said and and i feel much more comfortable about giving them things to do so i trust them much more than i perhaps did before but the second thing is huge amounts of pride because they will come to me virtually now and they'll say look what i've done i've achieved this or i've achieved that and he said i just glow with pride thinking Wow, if only like three years ago I'd started giving them this stuff. Yeah, so they, he absolutely has been glowing with, with pride in these people. But what he's recognized is he's been the person that's been stifling them. Not deliberately, not, not maliciously or anything like that. But he just hasn't let them fly to the extent that perhaps he could do. So it really does come down to the, to the, to the culture that you create around you. Um, and, and of course... We all know that really good people can be a multiplier effect. Yeah, they get so much more done. They can be trusted. They have the right agenda. And so that allows the organizations to thrive and grow with cultures that are, you know, dynamic and, and, and really, really, really energetic. Um, but yeah, it is. It ultimately comes down to culture. And, and, and it, it, is ask worth, it is worth asking yourself what followership behavior you're encouraging to thrive in your organization because i think as i mentioned earlier on you get the followership you get the behavior from your followers that your leadership style deserves create the conditions for positivity and effectiveness that's what you'll get create the conditions for ineffectiveness and toxicity that's what you'll get so ultimately it's down to you I don't know if you have anything else to add because you've added a lot already but what else would you would you throw at us today <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I think it's it's it is probably the really the reflections in the pandemic. Uh, I, I think we have been challenging ourselves to start measuring things by output, not input. And I think we're probably starting to recognise that um, the more we can focus on the output, the the, the more empowered people will feel. Um, but what I think leaders are recognizing that they need to do more and more of is, is to provide boundaries. And that might sound contrary to some of the things that I've said, but I think I often talk about this box of empowerment, yeah, or the box of decision-making. Everybody's got a box, yeah, and you're within that box, you're able to make all your own decisions, yeah. But for a box to be effective, you've got to understand the boundaries. The boundaries make the size of the box, yeah? How far can I go? What can I sign off? What can't I sign off? When do I need to escalate something? When can I make a decision myself? And those create the boundaries of the box. Uh, the, the lid of the box is made up with context, yeah? So the individual needs to understand, why am I here? What have I been asked to do? And why have I been asked to do it? And if they understand that, so if they understand the context, and if they understand the boundaries, they can then make whatever decisions they need to make within that box. The thing is, what the leaders do is they set this box up. Yeah, They say, this is, this, Rob, this is why you're here. And Rob, these are the boundaries I want you to operate with. 
I'm going to let you crack on now. So they then go out of your way. And then suddenly the next day they're straight back in your box going, oh, Rob, what have you done here? And what have you done there? And it's like, no, get out of the box here. You've taken the time to allow people to understand their decision-making and empowerment parameters. Leave them to it. But the temptation is to get back in. I think in the pandemic, what's happened, I think, in certain organizations is that leaders have become more comfortable with stepping out of those boxes because they've had to. They can't just walk over to your desk, Rob, and ask you what it is that you're doing and the rest of it. They just have to assume that stuff's going on. So I, I, I think perhaps we've got a little bit better at this. This is measuring the output, not the input, and, and allowing people to, to get on with work. And if you work best at 5 o'clock in the morning then, or 3 o'clock in the morning, then it doesn't really matter. I don't care when you work. I want to measure you on your output. Oh, I love that approach, Tim. I, I think that's fantastic and certainly a very interesting topic and so grateful for you taking the time to discuss this with us today. Uh, it, it will surely provide insights to our listeners as they kick off 2021, and I'm hoping, obviously, 2021 is a, a, a fabulous time that we all move forward in a lot of ways, Tim. Yeah, I hear here. I'm, I'm completely with you on that. I, um, I hope so, too. Well... Thank you for your time. That's all the time we have today. I'm your host, Rob Adams, alongside Tim McEwen of Sheffield Haworth, and this is Talent Talks.